0: People are my passion, and this podcast is about just that. Life, love, careers, relationships, the ups, the downs, the funny, and sometimes not so funny things that happen along the way. I think that everyone has a story to tell, and I want to hear it. So join me weekly as I sit down with everyday people from all walks of life to find out what makes them kick. You are listening to Bright Minds with Mom. Welcome back, everyone, to my eighth episode of Bright Minds with Ashmon. I have got the one and only Ryan Nyquist in my kitchen today. For those of you who don't know who he is, just go Google him. Uh, It would take me way too long to go through all of his credentials, but he's a BMX biker extraordinaire, and he was also the first head coach of the U.S. Olympic BMX freestyle team. I mean i really have no idea how i got you on my podcast but hey boy
1: hey well i i live like a mile from here i realized (laughs) so as i was running out the door with 15 minutes to go before the time i was like my gps is like one mile away and i was like oh i kind
0: of loved your promptness today so thank you
1: i yeah i i like being (laughs) early uh i know sometimes people are like Frown upon that. They want like the five minute buffer, but I'm like, well, if you tell me to be here at eleven, I'm probably going to show up at eleven, maybe I even ten fifty eight. I'm
0: the same way. I have no idea how I got like that, but I'm always early to an annoyance. Sometimes I can't help myself.
1: I had an, uh, a boss one time, and he, uh, I was late a lot. Oh, yeah, younger um, days, much younger. Um, <laughs> but he would always say, like, it's just as easy to be on time as it is to be late. And I was kind of like, I had to think about that one. I was like, no, you're right. Like, That's half the times I was late, I was like, I'm making a <laughs> conscious decision to continue doing what I'm doing. And I know I'm going to be late and I'm thinking of excuses. But I was like, well, yeah. I mean, if I want to be early, I would have. Finished earlier and then gotten so
0: true. And I really know how long it takes to get everywhere in this town. And it's basically 20 minutes everywhere because Porter's neck is wild.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Let's (laughs) just see what happens when that bypass opens up, you know. But yeah, (laughs) I'm not holding my breath.
0: (sighs) All right, Ryan. As soon as I heard you agreed to sit down on my very rookie podcast, I did what I think anyone would do. So I stalked you on social media. Got it. Um, I pulled you up on Instagram and man, you have a blue check mark next to your name. I do. I truthfully, I didn't know exactly what that meant. I guess I kind of thought that meant you were famous. So my son quickly turned to good old Alexa and asked her what it meant.
1: Oh, I'm on Alexa.
0: Um, and you have to have, well, to (laughs) get the blue check mark, he wanted to know what that meant too. And you have to have 10,000 followers. So, um, kudos to you on that one.
1: Thank you. That's a lot of followers. Yeah. It's, uh, (laughs) I mean, I think everybody, well, most everybody is on social media nowadays. Yeah. Um, It's it's a lot of work to
0: to keep up that to keep
1: up to like maintain any kind of schedule to comment back to I mean like it's it's like it's a lot. It's I'm a lot, just so. learning a
0: little bit more about Instagram because of this podcast. And it, it, it's hard. I feel old. I'm not old, but I don't know. I don't know how to do all these fun yeah. things on there.
1: Yeah. Well, and so the great thing is you'll, you'll learn some stuff and then all of a sudden Instagram will just flip a switch and everything you learn oh, it doesn't no. exist anymore. Yeah. So good luck with that. The algorithm, <laughs> great, the, great. All, the almighty algorithm is just not a friendly thing uh, to a lot of people.
0: All right. So I check you out on Instagram and then I had to go to, go to Google and look you up there. Um, Seriously, you had way too medals from way too many medals for me to go through. So again, people go Google him. It was really interesting. <laughs> but I guess what I also stumbled
1: upon on Google, I'm scared, dude.
0: You have an action figure.
1: Oh, I did. Yeah. <laughs> Why well,
0: did I think that was so amazing? Do you have them at your house?
1: I do. Uh, there's one like right unboxed. By the- like, oh yeah. There's that. There's one by the sink sitting there. No. Yeah. So like, I saved a bunch of them, and then randomly people will find them uh, out in the wild, whether it be in a store or like you know secondhand or just had one, and then so they'll hand them to me, and so. A couple of times I brought one home, and you know the kids unwrapped it and started playing with it. Unknowingly, it was like me, you know. So, so yeah, I do have one that's sitting there in full helmet and riding gear. But just I sitting thought that the edge was so sink.
0: cool. I don't know why that just cracked me up. I was like, he's an action figure. That like had to be a moment a day for you. It you was know? cool.
1: It was yeah. That was a very cool yeah. experience because they like did a full 360 body scan. No um, way. So, but my. They must have body scanned somebody else from the upper, like the chest, because it's ripped. in The dude is ripped, (laughs) and I'm like, yo, I mean, I'll take it. Like, give me the, give me the pecs, but um, but yeah, it's uh, it's it was surreal, like actually seeing that for the first time. I I bet that's really, really cool. All
0: right, so I was, I was starting to goopy. I'm like, I might be getting a little celeb struck over here. And so this is kind of a dorky question, but I have to know: Do you ever like feel? famous like are you ever at porter's neck harris teeter and getting some vegetables and someone recognizes you and comes up to you or you're it, dropping your kids off in the school line and does yeah that happen?
1: it it does it does and it's not like all the time thankfully honestly because <laughs> like i have like a fraction of the fame of you know like a rapper or like a sports guy or <laughs> right, whatever right, so it's like okay. so i can't imagine living that life of like a tom brady where you can't literally mm. go anywhere um, Hard pass for me yeah yeah so it, i mean Pluses and minuses with that, but like, yeah, it does happen. I mean, like, and and it's cool because like most times nowadays, it's like you know the same the parents that are in line or like you know the other parent that's riding a bike um, sure. to school, and that's cool because you know it's just it's cool reminiscing, Absolutely. you know, because they're just they know me from probably. Late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, and I was so, thinking like, that. I wonder like, if oh. there's something
0: like younger dads in there that like grew up like watching you ride or like seeing you do different things or like vex games and yeah. stuff. That's yeah. Yeah. That, awesome. That's kind of where
1: that where that comes from. And that's cool because it's it's cool for me too because it's like, oh yeah, like I remember that. What like, I wonder that's if your cool. kids are confused
0: by that? I, I bet they know, but I don't know. <laughs> there's a lot of like,
1: yeah. So my middle son, Jameson, um, he is... Seems like he's pretty into riding bikes. Um and so
0: you know, I actually watched his little clip at the talent show last year and it was so impressive. Uh, yeah, he's yeah, awesome.
1: Yeah, thank you. He's <laughs> he's been putting a lot of work into it, which is cool to see. Um, but yeah, I think I think there is, I mean, like I'm I don't go through my trophies and stuff with him. My trophies are actually all in boxes. I'm trying to get them out of boxes and out of just the stanky garage. But yeah, but like I think there is a lot of disconnect, which you know i'm kind of okay with if they learn eventually what you know like i did because i don't i don't ever want them to have any kind of pressures of expectations to live up to things that i did and i know that's a thing that exists with athletes but like i'd rather have them just have fun you know absolutely i have a lot of people asking me like oh are you like even when Jameson or my oldest son, Tristan, or even Finn, my youngest, like, I bet you can't wait to get in the skate park. And I'm like, well, I can't wait to see what they're into. Like, I want them to just have a passion. I don't care if I it's love that you're cycling, saying that. But.
0: Yes. And that is actually something we were going to get into. But I, I really like that you're saying that. I think that's going to be healthy for them. I'm actually obsessed with this podcast called The Sports Reformer. It's a guy here in town that does it. Mm-hmm. And he talks about... Just how crazy youth sports are now and the pressure. And diff- it's a really interesting podcast. I'll send it to you. You should give yeah, it, a, give it yeah. a listen. But I, that was
1: honestly, I had, I had fear of being like the, we call it like the track dad or the sports dad that's like pushing so hard, almost living vicariously. Yeah. You know? Cause like, I, and some kids can accept that and they can handle that and it pushes them. I just was like, or you so completely personally. mess your children up one way or the other. Yeah, it could be that too. You, <laughs> you know what That We both not. might be
0: doing that without <laughs> knowing. Gosh. So, all right, I feel like I've known of you and Allie both for years because we do have a good mutual friend. Um, wait, speaking of, how great are the Tookers?
1: They're awesome. I just love them so the much. My family's really cool. Um, he used to be my roommate in college. Which, yeah, well, to backtrack,
0: that is actually how I got you on my podcast, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so our good friend Marcus um, lived with Ryan in Greenville, and I think that's how you got talked into this. Just a good old friendship fee, you know?
1: Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. It was, it, but yeah. So Marcus, I mean- Quick backstory about him: He was my roommate in college. I never went to college, but he did, so I can technically <laughs> say I had a college roommate. Um, he's a very talented bike rider himself. He he's is. modest and he will never tell you, but like that dude, still to this day can hop on a bike and shred. So.
0: I uh, actually watched both of you ride at Amplify once, and I think I like covered my eyes the entire time. It's yeah. really terrifying. <laughs> it so scary it can, as a it fall. can be, it can be. <laughs> All right, so we had them over. We had the tookers over for a bonfire over break. Um, and we spent a solid hour, maybe more, talking about good old Greenville days and talking about you mm. because I could prepare for this. Um, it was really entertaining. I got some good scoop.
1: There's some good stories. And I also
0: said some really embarrassing things. Like, I think I asked Marcus, I'm trying to remember how I worded it, but I think I said, did you did you ever play in the X Games? And he started giggling. He's like, please don't say play. Um, Yes, I was a backup <laughs> to ride in the X Games, but if we're not playing here. <laughs> like, it was really funny, the look they gave me. I'm like, oh God, Ash, uh, get just, it together. it's terminology. You know. Well, at least I got it on my system before you sat down. For Perfect. <laughs> All right, so let's back it up there. Okay, Greenville, North Carolina. To me, it's this small Southern town that I thought was just based around a college based around ECU. How in the world does it become the BMX like Mecca? Like what happened there? That's so random to me.
1: Yeah. Um, You wouldn't know it. And obviously it's changed if you go there today. I mean, it is heavily revolved around the college, the hospital, but yeah, that's what it was. I got, um I got my eyes open to Greenville, North Carolina from Dave Mira. So he moved there And before him, it was a guy, Steve Nowak, and then Dave's brother, Tim. So quick backstory there, but like it started bringing talent into it. And then Dave was like the first, I mean, he was the dude, like he was the champion, like, you know, the name of the sport, the guy. And so when he moved there, I became teammates with him through a company called Haro bikes, which is my bike sponsor that I still ride for. We started traveling. He basically invited me to come hang out and stay, which I did. I liked it. I was from Northern California, so it was a big change, but I was kind of ready for change in my life and uh, decided to just take a leap. He invited me to rent a room from him. So I did, which was like, this is insane. Yeah. So, like, a guy literally that I had.
0: You like idolize him. Oh like? yeah, I had posters yeah. on my wall
1: like no every day, way. you know, watching videos, like just, you know, so it was just like, "Hey dude, do you want to rent a room?" and I was like, oh, <laughs> "Okay." Uh, yeah, <laughs> let me start here. packing my little Subaru out back and start heading cross country and that's that's just what I did. It was like, "All right, let's do this." And um yeah, totally. Greenville was just and then after that, it was like people started moving there like in like from yeah. California, Oregon, Australia. Like we had this crazy push where we would go to any contest and out of like the 10 people that would make the finals, Anywhere from six to eight of them would be living in Greenbelt at the time.
0: i that's so crazy. And I, I honestly didn't know that until Marcus just at, was telling me about it the other week. And he was like, I, I mean, he's from upstate too. And he was yeah. like, That's how he's like, I could have gone. He's a pretty smart dude. And he's like, I could have gone to a lot of schools and I wanted to go to ECU I, I so I when could when you ride came there, down you know? to visit.
1: And like, I, I liked him immediately. Just something clicked. But, uh, but yeah, like he he was just there and he was like, I want to do this, you know?
0: So Greenville, I guess, gets on the mat for that. But here's another little fun story he told me that I'm just dying to know more about. How in the world does MTV Cribs find you guys in Greenville, North Carolina? Like, what was that call like? Take take me back to that day because so, I'm yeah. so interested.
1: <laughs> I grew up
0: watching that show. I loved that show.
1: So I think they actually found us through our agent. So Mira was obviously on Cribs as well. And uh, Did
0: and- y'all live? Were you living with him when? No, no. We had, okay. we had
1: separate places at that point. Okay. um, He had a really, really nice house that he had just gotten done built. So they wanted to uh, highlight that. And then they had asked me and I actually said, no, I didn't really want to do that. And at the time, um, you know, we had decent fame. You know, X Games was like in every household. We were yeah. kind of getting a lot of these crazy deals and getting put out there more and which, which was great for us. But at the same time, I was like, you know, I'm kind of feeling like this is my last little like slice of privacy is my home. I and that. I kind of, I, I told them I didn't want to do it. And then my agent was like, you really should reconsider. It's MTV Cribs. It's great exposure. And I was like, I don't want to. He's like, dude, just do it. And I was like, can I do it my way? Okay. So I knew that Cribs is typically, you know, flashy stuff and gold <laughs> yes. toilets. and
0: It was amazing. Yeah. Like crazy artwork.
1: And I was like, I don't have any of that, but I can, <laughs> I can fake some of it and I can make it my way. But like, I just, I don't know, I wanted to have fun with it. So I created like all these I have created a wall of fame where I had my younger brother Shay like photoshop me into all these famous pictures, like with oh like gosh. the Ocean's Eleven crew. I was just like <laughs> in there, right? And so I had this whole wall of just these photos where I was, you know, basically posing as like someone that wasn't there, like just faking it. And then I
0: love can I go find this on YouTube somewhere? Yeah, it's it's on there. Okay. I, yeah, I
1: mean, I think you just Ryan Iquist Cribs episode. I don't know. Something um, like that. But, I just know what I'm doing with my Friday night. Now. There you go. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, and then, you know, it was just like, you know, I didn't have Cristal. I didn't even know where to get it. I, could, I don't think you could get it in Greenville. And so, so I not did. to
0: like slight you, but I do feel like there were these super, I have no idea what your financial situation is or was, but I feel like they were these super rich dudes with crazy cars yeah, and yeah. bling and you're right, like super flashy. And I mean, then I was like, wait, now they're in Greenville, North Carolina. Yeah, like.
1: I, I didn't live that way. and And I didn't know what I could show if I was just literally. Oh my God. Marcus my was telling me you guys
0: were like hiding stuff because I didn't think Napster like Napster, oh I was sponsored Napster I lo- at the time. Which, how great was Napster? Mm. Like, oh my God, I loved that whole it really to me was like you know, brought all of the music. I don't know. I, I mean, it Masters. changed he the game was, as far changed as the music, how the we game. did it, right? He's like, we had to hide all these things. And because like Mac had sponsored, I don't even know what happened there. There it was, was the a lot of, story. there was a
1: lot of things happening in the house that we had to like, I mean, like when you, when you have these deals and stuff like that, like it's very particular because if you're going to go on MTV Cribs and you have a sponsor, let's say it's a drink sponsor and you have anything else in the fridge like if you've Coke
0: sponsoring you and you've got like a pepsi oh yeah i mean (laughs) exactly
1: like that kind of stuff but like yeah so you had to like double check the house you had to go through and make sure everything was good and if there's logos you had to take those down so like that's just i mean that's just part of the game you have to do that but
0: can your agent or someone come check behind you i'd be so nervous i'm uh, I'm about to ruin my whole thing i think
1: i think they were able to like preview the episode before it went that was probably a part of (laughs) like please don't get me canceled yeah yeah but i mean it was it was cool. Like, it was definitely a, a, a fun experience. And I got to have, like, my friends in there. Like, they were pretty cool. It. Like, it's it's worth a watch. I actually I'm not it even joking that I was 100% watching
0: this today. Yeah, I, I watched it wait. with my
1: kids not too long ago. And it was pretty funny. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm I was just going to get a kick out of it. And I never, I, you know, I have a shaved head and I'm like, I have like a 17 head. You know, it's like so. But, like, I had like hair coming out of the back. Like, I had grown it out. And it was like, uh, it just, it just rang me back. I was like, man, that was pretty God, wild. Yeah, I
0: love it. Uh, all right. So we have talked about him a little bit, but Dave Mira uh, was also very, very successful in the BMX world. He sadly, he passed away. Oh, my goodness. I don't. A few years ago. Mm-hmm. I remember actually. I think we were. I wanted to say I told Marcus this. I think we're like grilling out with them or something when he found out. And it just so tragic. It shook me. Mm-hmm. But what um, What was your relationship like with him? I know you grew. you just kind of mentioned you grew up watching it. I kind of thought you guys were similar age. Was he just a little bit older than you?
1: Uh, he was born in seventy four i'm seventy nine so okay. about a five year difference. so okay. I mean not not huge, but in those younger years it does seem bigger than what it is right? Sure. Like the older you get, the the less it really matters. but um no, like Dave was a mentor like like a true mentor like beyond me even meeting him like I said he I had posters of him and magazine photos That's on cool. the wall and stuff. so being able to hang out with him and ride with him was huge. and then you know i I definitely became Like kind of more of a professional by riding with him. Like he taught me a lot about, you know, not just riding, but like you know, like the business side of things. So being able to even consider
0: that—that's actually really
1: nice to have a mentor through that too. Like it's
0: one thing to be good at your craft, good at your sport, and then another to figure out how to manage everything that was coming
1: your way. And we had a lot of really wild experiences with like businesses and stuff like that, and seeing how he would handle things. You know kind of helped me guide myself through stuff and and we we handled things differently like many many times but like just seeing what was possible and like what you know what you could do as a professional in that kind of situation it was it was very like eye-opening sure. um so i definitely uh learned a lot from him like that and then obviously the riding part like when you have the top guy in the sport and you're riding with him and you know i'm competitive he's very competitive so we pushed each other to new heights, like yeah. really just riding with each other on the daily. I and mean, so that was the tricky part too, is you're competing against, you know, someone that you're <laughs> you're friends with, not, yeah. not just friends, but like for a while we were roommates too. So it was like you every
0: now and then a little oh like yeah, I mean clash like, like, like but bro we, way. But yeah, very much <laughs> yeah. like
1: brothers, like yeah. honesty. And so so it was it was very much, I mean, amazing relationship because we pushed each other and pushed each other and pushed each other. But like um you know, sometimes, yeah, there was like tension, sometimes stress, but like, I feel like anytime you're in that close quarters with anybody, it could be your best, bestest friend. Like you've got to have your own space sometimes. So.
0: Absolutely. So I've read a couple articles this week trying to do my homework and I feel like he is mentioned in just about every article. You're mentioned a ton too. And that, to me, I feel like you guys changed the sport in a way, or maybe I should say like brought it to the forefront. I don't even know exactly what my question is here, but Was that like your goal? Did you guys sit and talk about how you could do that, or did it organically just kind of happen?
1: In hindsight, I wish we did. (laughs) Okay. I wish we did because I feel like um, it was also different back then. You know, like you didn't have a brand. Everybody, this like nowadays, you have a social media account. You know, like you have a brand. You can, you know, formulate. Back then, there wasn't really social media. There was just TV. So, like, our thing was you go to the events you do well, you get good TV time, you get rewarded with that. So whether that be through endorsements or, you know, uh, sometimes you got contingencies for being on TV with logos on your shirt. So that was really the focus. In hindsight, you know, there were athletes that started their own brand, whether it be clothing or bike brands or whatever. And I kind of wish we had thought a little bit about that because I think had we started that when like at the height, sure. you know, that could have been something. It could have grown in something or it could have not, but you could have maintained, and it could have been brought back Never really know. But like, you know, I do have that kind of like regret of like, ah, like I was so hyper focused on winning. Like, that's all I want to do is win. And I was very one dimensional. Yeah, like, I want to ride.
0: I mean, that's, <laughs> that's all I
1: cared about. Yeah. I mean, and so, I mean, I was, it worked out great for me. Like I was, I had great success. Um, but you know, like, it's like, wow, well, like thinking about that, like, could, would I have sacrificed maybe, you know, a, a handful of wins for maybe taking some time to, Start something, or even I mean, I talked to my wife Allie about this a lot. Like, even taking time to like, like I got paid to basically travel and right. travel some amazing places, and all I wanted to do once I got there was compete, go back to the hotel, get some food somewhere in between, go back compete, do that until the event's over, and then I now wanted to get home.
0: So you didn't go sightsee in all these nothing, cities. You... Nothing. No, I didn't even consider that. That's so. Really there's there's a
1: lot of really stuff like cool stuff that I, I feel like I could have done um, that I didn't, but like, I mean, that's, I think that's part of the, you know, you right. Can but that, again, the success. did those
0: extra two hours, three hours, whatever you put in for, instead of going to sightseed, did that get you a win? Did that you know, get no. you a medal? Yeah, it's hard, it's
1: hard to weigh that out. And, that, and I do struggle with that sometimes. I was like, man, like I have this, like I have a couple of passports that are full of stamps and I'm like, were those, I mean, I could have been in Wichita, like really, you know? So it's like, you know, it's not like this amazing, like, experience that I had and some people did take advantage they took advantage and they spent like another week or a few days even to just be like I'm just gonna check it out like I'm here in New Zealand I'm just gonna take a tour or like I'm gonna hang out and ride this spot or whatever it was I was just like let's go let's go and honestly like like, hyper focused. and and I I think and not to blame him but like the influence a lot of it was Dave and he was on like this tear and a schedule and wanted to get back home and ride and I was following that a lot too and I and again like I can't, I'm not going to blame him for me not seeing the world because right. I did still see the world. But like, you know, it's like during that moment, that's all I cared about was just like progressing, winning, Sure. you know, like, uh, it really wasn't even like, I didn't really pay attention a whole lot to like the business side. It's I probably, really, I probably missed out on, on a lot of, I probably had checks sitting there that I just <laughs> didn't cash.
0: You know what, Ryan? I don't know if it's too late. I feel like you could still start a t-shirt brand. <laughs> yeah. I actually think one year you now should be like, you know what? Let's open this passport and go back to some of these places I got a stamp in and just start yeah, I mean start doing that. That'd be the a good thing, reference. You know? I mean,
1: honestly, that'd be a great reference. Um, right now it's just time, you yeah, know. It's like I, know.
0: I always feel like life's kind of twisted like that. Like when you know I was in my twenties, I didn't have the money. Uh, like I, or the vacation time essentially to go places, but I had the freedom, right? I didn't have mm. kids. And then now maybe we're a little bit more financially secure, but Swap I, that I, out. I'm so busy now, I these kids and I can't do it. Yeah. And then I feel like by the time the kids are grown and we're like starting to retire, my knees can hurt. I'm not gonna like want to walk around Europe <laughs> or something. I don't know.
1: <laughs> that's <laughs> so a, I mean yeah. backwards, you know? Well, there's there's always something, right? I mean there's always, always me something. something. But it's it's just it's just a matter of motivation and what's important to you. And and for it's me true. at that time, that's all I wanted was just to win. Like that's all I cared yeah. about.
0: Well okay, so speaking of changing the sport, I got really curious and I, I could go on and on so you're gonna have to stop me at some point. but how BMX finally became an Olympic sport? I mean, what's the inside scoop there? because what a moment for you? Like I feel like that's that's incredible. you know yeah,
1: we've been we've been, I mean, that that had been worked on for a long time.
0: Were like, you like behind the scenes of all like all of this happening? For a, a portion of it. So okay. like
1: that ball had started rolling, I mean twenty or so years ago, I think, at least and i would go to meetings and we try to like get organized and we had people that
0: do you have to like pitch it like hey this is why <laughs>
1: well we had people involved that had pitched sports before and so they were like this is what we need to do behind the scenes we need just form committees in the u.s basically like in every country that would have like major players and then we have like one major governing body and then that would be the one that would communicate with the ioc which is the international olympic committee going to get in real deep no I, i'm right. loving this okay so so that was all being formulated and then uh the people that were running it it just it just dissipated for one reason or another it just went away and so then it was like okay so in cycling there's an organization called the uci and that is the main governing body that the ioc which is like the olympics they talk to for anything cycling so if there's anything that's in the olympics for cycling. So when I'm picture
0: cycling, like I'm picturing like the Tour de France, like these that's one of them. Okay.
1: So, so so there's so many different aspects like mountain bike, uh there's uh, you know, tour de France, like road biking, there's track cycling with Velodrome. Okay. BMX race, BMX freestyle. There's there's a there's a, a large handful of, of disciplines that are in there. And then when there's any kind of communication or whatever, that's through the UCI. So then when we finally started getting closer to that point where it was like, oh, this is actually going to happen. Um I was very involved i started reaching out to usa cycling which is the national governing body in the us okay and i was just basically saying like hey i'm hearing talks that bmx freestyle is going to be in the olympics if you need someone to help you with this i can be a resource uh here's my you know i'm, I'm lifer in this sport and i've done this so like let me know if here's you my not. resume
0: in the bmx world. yeah and so I, I, I just
1: i just cold called and kind of took a chance and then uh So had some conversations was like, okay, cool. And at that time too, I was also like, you know, definitely closer to the end of my career than the beginning. So I was like, well, this could be a good transition into maybe a coaching gig or something that something that doesn't exist and hasn't ever existed, but maybe that's something I want to try. So I started putting my foot into there thinking, okay, maybe in the next five, 10 years, I can like slowly transition into that. And I started doing that with, especially on the women's side, we would go to the events and I started just seeing, If this is something I felt was rewarding, something I could be passionate about, and it ended up being very rewarding. And I did get very passionate about it because it was like the women's side of the sport was, uh, under progressed and we had a lot of talent there, but they just need a little bit of guidance and instruction. And so when I started offering that, you saw like instant results. That's and that cool. was, that was very cool. And so
0: I could see how that would be very rewarding. Yeah, like I do this was, mentorship programming with my company. I'm like, it feels good. It's yeah. a different side yeah. of your career. And, you and, know? We, and
1: we saw instant results. So I was yeah. like, okay, this is something I could be, I think, good at. And then also pretty passionate about, you know? And then also like for me, it was like, I know a lot about competing. I've been doing it for a long time and I have this knowledge and I would love to pass that down you know, like, Give it so back. if I can forward. <laughs> yeah, if, I, if I'm, if I'm either not able to, or I'm not interested in doing like competing at that level anymore, then like, yeah, let, let me use that and pass it down. So long story short, I started dabbling in all that. And then this story is actually, I, I, I think it's really cool. So I went to one event. So this is a ton of information. I'm sorry. This no,
0: is like, I'm so interested. I'm okay. sure everyone is.
1: There was an event in France and, uh, it was actually an event. I was doing two different disciplines. I was doing mountain bike slope style, which is basically like the freestyle portion of mountain bike. And then I was also like thinking- When you
0: say you, like you were riding in that?
1: Yeah, I was competing.
0: You mountain bike too?
1: I did. I oh. haven't really done it in a long time, but I- oh, I, I didn't find
0: that on my Google searches. Keep so going. There you go.
1: Um, <laughs> so yeah, so I was doing that at this event in France. And then I was also doing BMX freestyle, the park edition. So um, I, had, <laughs> I had two disciplines- my focus started really shifting to shift into the PMX side because I was like, "I would love to go to the Olympics as an athlete. It's like the one pinnacle I haven't reached yet. I would love to accomplish that. And so during the mountain bike portion, I like twisted my ankle like really, no. really bad, like really bad, which kept me from competing at the level I wanted to do in the freestyle park. So I didn't even qualify didn't make it to the next round it Right, this super is like early.
0: heartbreaking to me so no. it, yeah so
1: i was just like dang this is this is making things that so this much harder
0: is to get on the olympic team like don't you get like one chance at these oh no no no, no these
1: are this oh, is I'm like botching the, this okay the way it, no no not botching at all because like some some disciplines are like you have an olympic trial and if you win that year i'm in.
0: picturing like cool runnings like really
1: yeah <laughs> like, no it, there, one chance. same same but different um
0: what's <laughs> wrong with me yeah
1: no, it's, <laughs> it's good to have visuals um but so I I went and I was like okay it's just there was a series of events and you would need to accumulate points to be in good standing and eventually in hindsight you had to make the national team it just it was like the ball had been rolling and I was already behind so like not qualifying for this event was just like dang this is going to be harder and harder so I'm on the sideline and uh a good friend of mine who was the head of the UCI BMX freestyle his name's Bart he tapped me and was like hey we have people from the IOC here, which is the, the the Olympics. They're coming to watch the sport and see if it might be a good fit for the Olympics. Could you sit with them during the finals and maybe just talk them through it and help them understand the sport? Because if there's nobody there, they're just looking at it. It looks madness, right? So That's I was like, so yeah, cool. I can do that. Yeah. So I walk up there and I meet them and uh, one guy. Are these like
0: stuffy people? Are they like? So I
1: wasn't sure what I was getting Okay, through. Like I was really wasn't sure. And I was like, okay, let, let me just. Feel this like out. a picture
0: guys in suits for some reason sure.
1: so they weren't in suits but like collared and dressed nice okay right? and yeah. one one was a woman and we actually went to lunch with them and uh the the woman was from i think she was from curling you Ooh, know like where yeah, they sure the broom and the ice so and stuff like fun
0: to watch i have no idea why I love yeah. It. yeah yeah so yeah. she
1: was from from that background and i think the other guy i'm not sure what his background was but there's two people and so we went to lunch and i was just chatting them up and having a good time and so I was like, "All right, well, I'll see you up there." So the next day, we go up to the VIP thing, and we're just hanging out. And I'm like, "Can I give you guys some background?" I was like, cool. So we just start chatting, and we're having a great time. And I'm like, "Hey, do you guys want a drink? You know, like, should we yes. get a drink?" And that's so that's my they, go-to. Move. So they have this like <laughs> pink wine, something I don't even know what. It, like like a rose. Sounds great. Sure. And so <laughs> I'm like, "Let me get a couple of those. So we start like having a couple of drinks, and I'm like, "Oh, here's this guy. You know, like, watch for this. I watched him do this in practice. Like, so I'm just giving them insight and telling them about." strategies and how you and so through this whole process like you know like we're laughing we're having a good time and then you know like the event's over and i'm like hey you know it was so much fun thank you so much oh this is great i really appreciate you spending the time handshake and uh that was it i was like okay cool so hopefully that went well and so like a week or two pass and i get an email from the president of the uci which is you know the main cycling thing i'm like well this is crazy and it's just basically a letter being like ryan i want to thank you so much i heard you were very instrumental in the Olympics accepting BMX freestyle. Right. I want to thank you personally, and I appreciate everything you do. And hopefully, we can you know work together soon.
0: I wish people could see my face right now. Like my jaw is dropped. And, and I was this it, is amazing. It, well, I
1: just got like goosebumps because yes. it still to this day. I'm like, I didn't really know. I knew I was trying to impress and trying to like shed good light on the sport that I love. But it was like, whoa, like it, to hear that from the president of the UCI, which is a big deal to get a letter from him. But I was just like, holy crap, like. Like Holy I, crap. I helped. I, I feel helped like there had to be time.
0: a lot of highlights of your career. Of course, all the, but that t- such a moment. It, it, I'm it, shook. It,
1: it, it was, it was cool. It was honestly like, kind of like, wow. wow. Okay. Like that was, that was rad. You know, because it's like, I felt like I just, I just was able to help. Like Absolutely. the sport that had helped me so much. Like, you know, the sport that I love, I was like, that felt nice to be able to do something to really, really get back.
0: That's so amazing. Okay. So you get this email at what point? Does somebody ask you to be the coach? Because I I feel like I should be more intelligent right here, like right now. All I can think about is like that's so cool. No, like a lot of these
1: stories, <laughs> like know? I haven't really been told, um, like you know, what like, happened behind the like scenes. You would, and yeah, like, you wouldn't find this on Google, so don't worry, <laughs> don't worry about, don't feel bad do about your Google shirts. Um, but yeah, like I so with the coaching thing, I I mentioned I made a cold call and I started talking to. Um, Another friend, ex teammate, Jamie Staff, who was a world champion BMX racer, uh, ended up going to the Olympics for like track, which is the velodrome. Uh, I think he has a gold medal. Wow. And so he was the coach of BMX Race, which is where they're on the track and it's all about like who crossed the finish line first. Um, and I started asking him questions about like, what is it like to be a coach? Like, what does it entail? And what is it, you know, what do you have to do? And so I started like kind of planting that seed not just for myself as far as getting a job, but like myself as far as getting knowledge of what this like, I mean, this, we've never had coaches in our sport. Yeah, it doesn't exist. It hadn't existed. So I was like, how do you do something that doesn't exist? You know,
0: you have nowhere to turn no resources to I mean,
1: yeah, so like, I I started formulating an idea what it might be like. And so when these events were going on, and 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 we actually got accepted to be in the Olympics. We started having people from USA Cycling traveling to the events, and it was Jamie. So like like I said, a, a good friend of mine, an old teammate, and so it was very familiar. We ended up hanging out a bunch, and so I told him I was like, I'm gonna start kind of working with the women and see if I if it makes sense, if it works, what I what I have in my mind, if that's what I should be doing, kind of like a trial period, and it was working well, and I was like, okay, cool, and so I think he saw my initiative. And then when we started getting to the point where like, okay, now the Olympic qualifying process has started, he they wanted to have a coach. And so he asked me if I'd be willing interested in coaching. And I was interested in coaching the women. The women's side, right. At that time I was still like actively pursuing a spot on the men's side. Oh like
0: being like being, like being okay. Gotcha. So
1: so the conflict how of, many
0: years ago is this by the way? Sorry
1: no it was uh geez. 2020
0: but they got pushed back so now yeah, it's confused yeah so 2020
1: so the the it is probably 2017 2018
0: okay sorry yeah. keep
1: going so um so I told them I was like I'm still very interested in being an athlete I I think I have a chance at doing this um but I think there's not a huge conflict of interest if I coach the if women. I
0: ride for the guys team but I can coach the women's
1: team yeah or you so I was like okay but I, like I'm not going to touch the men. It's too tricky. Like trying to advise someone that I'm going to drop in on. like, Hey, you should do (laughs) less. That sounds too much. Like do, do less tricks. Okay. So I was like, yeah, that sounds good. And they were like, yeah, perfect. So, and on the men's side, like in the U S we have a deep talent pool. We always have. And so a lot of those guys are the ones that are like really pushing the limits. And I was like, Well, they don't, they're doing fine. I don't feel like they absolutely need a coach right now. So, okay, cool. So, I ran its course i didn't do enough and it was like okay and it was it was like heartbreaking because i was like dang dude like i've 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 had great success but honestly was there
0: something that went wrong was there like a moment where you were like oh shit i should have uh
1: rewind all the way back to that story of the sprained ankle yeah but i was i was splitting myself and spreading myself way too Too thin thin. between two disciplines so i was like i had great success in the mountain biking slopestyle world and i had this goal of just seeing if i could do it it wasn't like anything crazy but
0: like your passion was like the BMX freestyle, but you're like, let me see if I can do this. Yeah, because I was yeah. ri-
1: I lived in California at the time. Yeah. I was riding with these mountain bike guys. It looked interesting. I got on the bike. It humbled me, and so I was instantly like, er, I want to be better. I, I want yeah I, that competitive I, I nature. See if I do this, and I and I was able to do it. And I was like, sweet, okay. But right at that time, it was like, oh, the Olympics, BMX freestyle. And so I was like, well, I I love what I'm doing right now, but I, I really want that shiny new toy over there. Sure. And so I was I was already behind. Because I was so focused on competing in this different on this different bike, different discipline. and to be like top level best in the world, like you got to go in. like you have to be absorbed in this. It's really hard to do both. And I was spreading myself way too thin to the point where I was like, okay, how do I do this the way I was doing it before when I had great success? And I set myself back to the point where I was like, I felt like I was about a year behind of where I should be. So I was maintaining, Trying to still do both, right? but like not hundred percent in knowing like, oh, I have to be the best, not the best in the U S but like the best in the world. And I was like, this is crazy. I like, chills.
0: like that's, that's a lot of pressure.
1: Yeah. I, mean, I feel like I, there's
0: like some mind game that goes on there too. Oh, you know, it's, it's like, a, yeah,
1: the, there's a huge mental aspect to all this stuff. Like you can be physically strong. You can do all the tricks you can possibly think of at your home, but when you drop in for a competition, when it, when it matters and someone points at you and says, go right now, do it. You have 60 seconds. Like, yeah, it's it's a huge mental aspect of it. So like I was mentally off. I was probably physically off too. And I just wasn't prepared for that. So that being said, that. my results weren't there. I saw a couple glimpses of light where I was like, I got this. And then it just would like a bad result and like a less than desirable result. And so there was one contest in France again. Go back to France. Darn <laughs> and, it, France. <laughs> and I had like a, a bad result. And I remember looking at – um. My another good friend who I've known through the years, Tony D. I call him, and I remember looking at him. I was like, "That might have been it." And he was like, "Let's go do the math." And so we crunched the numbers, and it was like, "This is going to be extremely hard." When you say, "Are
0: they giving you?" I get like, like rating scale, like the one to ten. You get point. yeah, points, yeah. So like you're system. placing okay, right. awards
1: points, yeah. and so there's a whole series, and so if you don't end up in a certain spot or whatever, it's like, you know, it was something where I was like, "Okay, if you won the next four contests," oh my God, and I'm Marcia. like. Oh, Dude, I'm this like, was
0: years ago, and I feel like I'm like on the edge of my seat. Yeah. I feel like this is gut-wrenching.
1: So it, it was tough. And I and I remember like having that realization and then having like these team meetings with like athletes. And I'm like, ugh, like, I'm on the other side of this as, as an athlete who didn't do well, but I'm also supposed to be holding it together as you know, like a a, coach, a coach and uplifting and yeah, positive and I'm like person, all right, yeah. and 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 it was just like I was like, This this is tough, you know. Another situation where I'm probably spreading myself too thin, but I'm a firm believer that like. Cutting things out of your life cold turkey is makes it harder. So I always like transitioning, and and that brings a challenge of itself. But like, I get that. I was always in the middle of these transitions, um, and so that was another point where I was like, "Oh, geez, okay." So super duper sad that like, you know, things weren't working out the way I was hoping. But you know, it took me about a couple of weeks to kind of like see that there might be another opportunity opening up. So sure enough, I got the call from USA Cycling saying would you be interested in taking on the coaching position for not only women, but also the men? So basically wow. being like the head coach. And I was like, I think I even said like, give me a Do week. You, like, let me sleep on this give one. Give me a week. Sure. And see if this is like the end of, not the end of competing, but the end of like, like really pursuing. Well, I'm sure
0: there's a lot of feelings you're dealing with there too. Oh yeah, you 100%. Know? Yeah. Like, and,
1: and, and that was like, that was it. I was just like, you know, I know better than to make Big decisions when you're like emotionally like very wise of you. Yes. And so I was like, give me a week. Give me a week to just like sort through these feelings. And also
0: though, them calling and asking you to be the coach and you say give me a week is pretty bold. Like that's a confident move and a good move. (laughs) And I I
1: explained to them why. So it wasn't like just like, yeah, I'll think about it. You know, I don't know. What are you guys offering? It was like it was like kind of like, hey man, I appreciate it. And yes, I I love that idea. Um, so I definitely paraphrased it, but sure. like I, I gave them the reason why and they were understanding of it. And then, um, and then, yeah, I called him back. I was like, let's do it. So I, I accept the position. And so, that's so, so amazing. Though. And in in terms of like a plan, a wanting to be an Olympic athlete and then a plan B, yeah. like not a bad, Pretty, it worked plan out, B, not a bad plan. Did
0: B. you know all the people that ended up being on the, both the men and the women's team? Like had, had you, you know, yeah, wrote with years. these people? Okay. I and that figured. was actually, one did of, you help? you didn't help pick them because they got
1: no. So like, okay. that was the thing they had to qualify. Yeah, we have we have like internal power rankings, we okay. call them and stuff that people that would get um, brought on to like the national team and stuff like that. But like, yeah, like I knew, or at least was familiar with pretty much everybody that was like doing it because I'd been competing for a year. Yeah. for a long time with them on the deck. And that was actually one of the biggest struggles with the men was for them to see me as an ally instead of like a competitor, you know, so it took. I would hadn't say, even
0: considered that. That's really interesting. It would yes. say I,
1: with the men, it took a, probably about a year of anybody really wanting to work with me. How
0: long do you have from the time they? Well, again, I guess this is a weird year, and you're gonna have to make me move on because we have to talk about other stuff.
1: Sorry, <laughs> but, okay. No,
0: I'm so interested in this. But how <laughs> long do you have from the time they give you your team, it's all formed, until you're flying to
1: the Olympics? Oh, um, so
0: had things not been messed up. So during old? that, so
1: that was our first Olympics was 2020 or right. 2021, but really. it was supposed to be, it was 20, it's supposed to be 2020. And then they, and then, um, this thing called COVID. No, oh, no. I don't want
0: to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That
1: <laughs> happened. And then, um, so they pushed it a year. So actually the 2020 Tokyo Olympics actually happened in 2021. So it was, it was pushed almost exactly a were year. Were you training
0: out. throughout that whole?
1: Yeah. Okay. It was, it was a, well, I, I mean, the athletes were training, I was coaching, <laughs> but, but yeah. Yes. So like it was. Strange time, very strange, strange time. But um, so yeah, like our Olympic qualifying process was eighteen months long. So about um, the end of twenty eighteen, all throughout twenty nineteen, and then half of twenty twenty was when like the points okay. were accumulating for your country. The athletes were like kind of realizing where they stood, where they might be awarded, and and so like that was that whole process. So that for me, that started instantly. The second i got the job it was like okay well i'm flying to this event i was still actually riding the courses and not not competing at the level i wanted to but just competing just to stay with it and stuff yeah but really the coaching i talked about that transition like i started competing uh like i don't know not as hard but like being out there but then also like showing them like hey like you know I'm
0: friend I, I'm your yeah like, I, and, and, and that, yeah.
1: That, that transfer you're trying to hit like here's think about what doing you, this. You got to like,
0: build up a trust, I'm sure you yeah know? And, that,
1: and there was key moments of, of those trust building things and I can remember each one for almost every athlete of like that moment when they were like, oh, like I, I was able to offer yeah. them something that they didn't have and, and a lot of times that was just knowledge or experience.
0: I'm pretty sure I would sit here for like four hours and keep talking about this if you let me.
1: I I don't know. We're good. (laughs) Cancel your life. No, we're good.
0: I do have like two more BMX questions that Mm -hmm. I've got to know and then we're going to have to switch gears. (laughs) Okay. All right. The first thing I was thinking about is like, like how did you even get started in this sport in the first place? Because it wasn't a mainstream sport and I'm picturing like at what age do you get on a bike and be like, hey, you know what? I wanna see if I can do a flip on this thing. Yeah. Cause that was not the kind of kid I was. I was scared I was gonna get hurt just like walking down the street.
1: Yeah, it definitely it started much <laughs> lower level than just hopping on and flipping for sure. Um, but like for me, my older brother uh had like a freestyle bike. Okay. And I always thought it was so cool. And so then
0: how much older is your brother?
1: Uh two and a half years. Perfect. And then so watching him kind of ride and then you know, we had like the typical a piece of plywood on some bricks into the lawn, sweet little homemade ramp yeah like you know obviously (laughs) the further back you started the more speed you got which is ridiculous because you get tired halfway out there but but that's like where it all started for me and then yeah
0: i feel like you have to be a little fearless though which was again not the kind of kid i was
1: yeah i mean i think i think there's a part of that's like you know like willing to take a crash and and having more fun than the pain you know like getting back up and stuff so so that's where it kind of started and then in middle school um I found a group of people. Actually they found me. They saw my bike at the bike rack and waited for me. And <laughs> I was like, bro. Well, I was nervous because all these all these <laughs> middle you know, school's a
0: tough time. You never all you're these never people quite waiting around sure. I was like, Are you gonna
1: steal my bike and beat me up or are we gonna go <laughs> ride? Like, what's what's it gonna be? So that's and that's when I got introduced to like riding dirt jumps and stuff for the first time. Nice. And so it just it really just grew from there. Like okay. and a big part of our sport. So you weren't like was, eight years
0: old just like doing flips off the
1: No, 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 yeah. no, no. I was I flips came <laughs> A lot later, a lot later.
0: So I did say how I went to Amplify. You guys were doing some of, I actually think Paris was there and yeah. you were coaching. I want to say you were maybe coaching the girls at this point. I don't know if I knew it was yeah. really I don't know. Yeah. I can't remember.
1: Yeah. Like likely it was probably there on that time. And
0: I was so excited to go. And then I don't want to say I hated it, but I was really nervous the entire time. And I really did like kept finding myself like turning. Oh, during the demo? Yes. Yeah. And covering my eyes. And so then I started thinking that one thing I really wanted to know, um, like some I got to know about an injury. Like what's the worst injury you've ever taken because every time y'all went in the air, I was like, ugh, like please don't fall."
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely part of the game, and that's why we wear safety gear and helmets and all yeah. that stuff. And I and I preach I've preached that since day one. You know, Good. like I mean, I've had a very long career, and I I attribute that to wearing like probably more safety gear than most people do. But like that to me is like, well, if I want to continue doing what I love, then I need to protect myself. Yes. So so yeah, I mean, I've had um I tore my ACL uh, and then- Well, that's not
0: one I was thinking you were going to say. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's
1: a, that's that, unfortunate that's Well, it sounds horrible. Unfortunately, it's a common one. Really? Yeah. Um, you know, you just put limbs out and things uh, stretch uh, and do the weird things. So, But yeah, I tore that. I got it fixed. I tore it immediately again and I just never got it fixed. So I'm like running on maybe 13 or 14 years of not having oh ACL and just riding with like a brace. Mm, okay. I broke my hand, which doesn't sound pretty bad, but the recovery on that uh, was eight months and I had to have- two two surgeries wow Three. Ooh, three. yeah that cool. sounds bad
0: <laughs> and, I, and i
1: need i technically need two more to get it fixed the oh way it should gosh. be so i just probably not ever going to do that um yeah I, you know some of the stuff so some of the things that like linger the longest don't sound bad but it's just like this repetitive right. like my ankles probably have all kinds of chips and stuff in there and things like that so yeah you know it's it's you can have big bad injuries and those exist but like for me it's been like the you know like the ones that like you're like oh my ankles starting to feel good and then just and just oh, roll it really quick when again. you said
0: you even twisted it back i'm like a bad like or sprained ankle i'm like that hurts and doesn't recover for a long I yeah mean, that's, that yeah. takes a minute
1: and sprains can be way sprain, worse yes. than i mean yes, sprains break. breaks they suck but like yeah. sprains can be way worse than breaks and like when, you, when your, your foot folds over and you feel the ball of your ankle touch the ground, you know, chill. <laughs> you know you're know you going to be chilling for a little bit. <laughs> Gosh.
0: You know, I was asking – I asked Marcus the same question just about his injuries, and I thought it was like such a great response. He was like, you know what it is, though, in BMX? He was like, it's like a calculated risk. He's like, you're – I'm paraphrasing here. He said mm-hmm. it much more eloquently than I'm going to put it, but – like your success is your success, your failures your failure. Like I'm not gonna go for a trick that I know I'm not ready for. Like he's and kind of what you just said. He's like we, it, we build up to it. It's not like I yeah. go to the skate park one day or my kids are there and I'm letting them take a. I can't name any trick, but yeah, yeah, yeah that one, yeah, that one.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, li-
0: I like the way you said it. I was like, that's true. Yeah, that's true. it's.
1: I mean. It- it is that way. And I think everybody has their degree of what they're comfortable with. So like we have people in sport where you just, they're like huckers, we call them. They just huck it and just don't worry about it. I don't even know it. what
0: that means. Oh, like, like just like F it.
1: <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They, but like, I mean, they just, they'll send themselves over like a jump and they're like, I think I got like a 50-50 chance. Let's try no, it.
0: No, dude. Uh, that. Don't to me, do those that.
1: Ra- that odds is not okay. <sighs> like I'm, I'm like a 85 to 90% sure I got this and marcus is very similar in that that's aspect. kind of like,
0: that's almost yeah that's what he was saying about yeah. both of you and, and, and luckily like, like
1: growing up we didn't have a lot of this like the i guess the stepping stones we have now like you know there's like foam pits you can jump to like like what defy has but like imagine a yeah, you're like we had that. dirt at the bottom <laughs> oh we had like a lake you would jump into and yeah, yeah sometimes dirt but yeah i mean so there's a lot of ways to like kind of minimize the risk nowadays and with those uh stepping stone apparatuses like you see the progression just go insanely through roof. Cause like all of a sudden it's not so scary to try something that's like it's never yeah. been done in this world. Well I can I can flop around on the foam until I get close and then <laughs> I can move to the soft landing and then I can do that there until I'm hundred percent sure or at least yeah. 90% sure I'm gonna pull it. I like that. Yeah. It's true.
0: All right so we got to fast forward down the road, which right. is a lot of road to fast forward down that's all right. All right yep. so now you, you're... Got, you
1: got a long list of um, them.
0: all right you're a husband you're a father of three you're a business owner how are you and you're still riding and compete like how are you balancing life because it's busy man yeah i feel like i'm just trying to start this little side gig and i'm busy
1: yeah (laughs) it's it's crazy trying to carve out an hour of like a you know even like a packed day like for you to sit down and i mean you probably took longer than an hour to get everything set up and stuff but like yeah they're like days are busy you know like and i you know you flash back you talked about those younger years it's like Dude, what did I, I thought I had oh full days gosh, where I was like, got really? to pay the bills today. <laughs> Woo. This is going to be crazy. You know, it's like, so yeah, like it's you, I mean, I, I'm, I'm waking up earlier than I ever would have thought and I'm waking up naturally and I'm actually like kind of feeling like I want to wake up earlier and just get more stuff done so I can have the extra time to do the that's things a I want. That's the
0: interesting part of parenting though. That's my favorite time of the day. I go to the gym at 5am and then mm-hmm. I've got this like 45 minute hour window. That's like me time. As my, I like cherish that so much because yeah. then just life goes and it's yeah. ball to the all until whatever nine yeah. o'clock that we, night. It's we crazy. We do a lot of
1: like early morning classes to amplify yeah. just because it's like you can get it in and then you're done for Absolutely. the day. So it's like
0: it's the only time I'm gonna check that off. <laughs> yeah, cycle
1: your ass off and then go home yeah. and then start you know making lunches. <laughs> yes.
0: We did touch on this a little bit, but I did actually you can probably touch on it more than I thought. But I was gonna ask you your thoughts on your kids riding, but I loved your response earlier, and I do know your your middle. How old is your middle son?
1: He's uh, eleven.
0: He's yeah. eleven. So he rides, do the other two ride as well?
1: Uh, they've all tried some way, sure. shape or form of riding. Uh, the oldest, Tristan, he's 14 and he has no interest in it and that's fine. He actually is like, I mean, he's doing like fencing. He loves fencing, chess. That is so chess, cool. I didn't even you know. know we had fencing. Yeah, at the Y. That's in, awesome. Uh, yeah. Where is it? The YMCA, like towards downtown. Yeah.
0: You know my husband took fencing class in college and he was like obsessed.
1: Tell him to go in there. Like <laughs> there's adults like, in there. It's awesome. Oh. I've done it. I've done it. But my knee didn't like it. So I was like, oh, I'll just sit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the middle one, he's really into it, but also like he's he's very like ambitious. So he'll be like, I want to try wakeboarding, I want to do this yeah. snowboarding, uh, skateboarding, scootering, soccer. Which all like.
0: those things are great. I feel like especially when you have a young brain and like a you know developing all those skills in a young body, like I, sticking to one thing exclusively, yeah, and is I, and not I, the best idea to me. I love that he's trying everything. Well,
1: and like I was saying before, like I I want them to try. kinds of stuff and be introduced to it i mean it makes for long busy days busy weekends and stuff but like if they can find something i think this is something that's true to any age is if you can find something that you're passionate about something that like makes you excited at the end of like all the work stuff you know like that you can like go to um that's amazing and it doesn't even have to be like athletic I, sure. I know people are like passionate about books I know people are passionate about like, art
0: and books and music yeah, and, but if, you yeah. Can, if
1: you can find that something that makes thing, you tick you yeah know? like I mean that's like it's it's your escape it's your sanity like it's it's your joy and to me it's like for for me and my my kids it's like if I can guide them or at least let them explore the world and find something they're passionate about like the I feel like they'll be better off in the long run knowing that like oh like I need this part of my life like absolutely. You know, so so for me it's very important for them and also Ali too we share the same thing is like let's find let's let them find their passion. Let's let them find something that they're like just they can't wait to do because that to me is like you need part of that in your life. Obviously there's always going to be you know responsibilities and things that you Unfortunately. don't want to do. Yeah, right? <laughs> but um but yeah, like having something like that it's like on the well, weekend Well, I feel like you guys you have time.
0: sorry not to cut you off but you guys are also like practicing what you preach at least from me looking from the outside in. I, I do know you guys moved back to California, and then mm-hmm. when you came back here, you started a gym, which I assume had to be Allie's passion. You know, you're you're actually putting your words into motion. Like, yeah, like that was a big to start a business is a big decision.
1: Yeah, what did yeah. that look like? I mean, that was uh, honestly uh, Amplify is Ally's. Like child, like it's you know, it's like it's got to be.
0: You can't have a successful business without it being yeah. giving it your all. You know,
1: she she loves it. She, I mean, the biggest part of that place, like, she has a love for music, and it's very music themed, and everything we do has music to it. Um, but her passion is is really like the community there, and that's like oh, something I that she's that. really. I mean, it's a big part of it. We have like this, uh, you know, like just it's like ride lift flow community. That's like our brand, and it's like. I'm 100% guilty of going to a gym and just not going anymore, right? Like I'll start great intentions, but You and like most of America. Yeah, it's hard. (laughs) And so like with that, it's like with Amplify, it's like, dude, the community is what keeps me going. Like I have a buddy that keeps me accountable. When I'm in the classes, there are so many people that make me laugh through the workout. There's this girl, Pat. Oh my God, Pat. (laughs) Oh, I want to know Pat. Pat. (laughs) Pat is amazing. She's in there. She, I don't know how old she is. She, She's older than me, but she's there and she's in all the classes. And it makes me like teary-eyed because she's so awesome. But she's there and when she can't do a thing, she just dances. Oh, that's She so dances cute. in place it. <laughs> and it's like the vibe is there. And it's like it makes these classes not just like you're not just doing the work, but you're having fun. Like, you know, and so for when it, when I'm having fun doing something, oh my God, like it's so much better, right?
0: Absolutely. Especially exercise because it's not everybody's thing. So if you can make it, yeah, I'm telling you, I don't think there's anybody I've ever heard say one negative thing about Amplify. Mm. And on top of that, Everyone, I don't know her. I need to know her, but everyone's obsessed with Allie. Like she has such the, the best. Put, I don't
1: know how long your list of people guests, but like you I should have her it. You on. You think here. she'd do it? Yeah, hundred percent. Okay. She would do it. Yeah, I would love it. Everyone because just says
0: she's so positive and just she's, so amazing.
1: She is. She is sunshine. I love like, it. So yeah. our friend
0: Jody was like, "I want to put her in my pocket, just yeah. that little positivity." <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I need
1: it. But yeah, so I mean, the gym is like it's a very happy place, and that's that was her thing. It's just like she she had like a lot of experience teaching at other places that weren't that way. And so for her, it was like, okay, I want to do these certain things, but like really, I want this to be like no clicks. I don't want clicks. I don't want people that yeah. are like dominating a class because it's like a, a eight of them. It's like, so she really tries hard to squash all that. And I mean, that's I the hardest that. part is walking into someplace where you feel so
0: intimidating. Yeah. And yeah. like,
1: you're not confident yeah. you haven't done this in a while, but it's like, dude, if someone comes in and just like instantly is like, what's up? High fives. Let's do this. You know, like I was in a class today and like I was struggling and I had a buddy next to me. was like, let's go. And I am like heck okay. yeah, let's go! You know, and it's like that kind of like environment is so awesome. You know, like where people are making jokes and laughing, and yeah, yeah. and you're that. all sweating. It's like <laughs> I don't know. I think it just when you when everybody's suffering together, it's like it brings you closer together, right? Absolutely, I love that. So we we do a lot of really is it fun hard
0: stuff to have a business together? Like I love me some Stephen Bright. My husband's amazing, but I don't know that yeah. I want to
1: work with him. Remember when I, <laughs> earlier I talked about how like everybody <laughs> needs their own space, yeah, no matter how much in yeah. love you are, or how close you. It's like you know, you always need your space. And yeah, of course it's hard. And and I I say this lovingly, but like, you know, the Allie, Amplify is Allie's. It's hers. I help out wherever I can, if I can advise. But like sometimes I come in with that, like the advice that's not asked for. And I'm like, oh, well, you should do it this way. Like we have two (laughs) different ways. She is all heart. And she, and she runs her business with heart. And I love that about it because that's what has made it so great. And that's why people walk through the door. Like they don't walk in because I'm there and I'm (laughs) wanting to lift 50 pounds or whatever, you know, whatever it is. Like they're there because Allie greets them with a smile and, and makes them feel awesome. And so like, I try to step back and let her do her thing, and I I help out. I'm pretty much just a maintenance man at this point. <laughs> so I go in and, and you ask Jody, your neighbor, like you can ask I Jody. I've been working on the engineer
0: behind the. I've been working on the
1: thermostats for a long time. <laughs> she now. actually did
0: just tell me that. Story. Yeah,
1: I've been, I was there today helping her. So yeah, but but it's it is tough to run a business with someone and you know and then basically go home and you're with them. I mean, like it dominates all conversations, right. you know. But that's like. That's her passion. Like she loves it. So it's like, well, you
0: kind of lit up talking about it too, which
1: I love. I, I do. I feel like well, you
0: still got great energy. You know, dude, it's I've, not just look like it's sucking it out of you. I'm, you know? I'm
1: actually like, you know, like the uh, what's the hair color for men? It's like I'm not only a it's not my own client. i client. is, that, is it? that? I don't know. Nobody knows what we're talking about. But um, but like that, I've been the guy that's like consistently inconsistent like i i've i'll start it out i used to have all the weight equipment in the garage thinking that would be easier just wake up and go in the garage and power lift and i'm like this sucks
0: yeah i am a group
1: class girl even
0: like step aerobics back in the day i never
1: thought i was i never thought i was just because of the nature of what i did i thought oh i gotta be like a solo yeah 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 but like going to these classes like it has me like hooked and we even have like little groups like we do like a monthly murph you know what a murph is
0: yeah like the murph challenge that you yeah. do like memorial we day we do and... one of
1: those every month oh awesome and it, that's completely it's not on the schedule it's just like a group of people that were like "Yo, yeah, i want to try it like i'd never done one so it's well, it's definitely like brought me to like month. A level. holy
0: moly yeah that's impressive
1: uh, Well, yeah oh, I love you it. talk to us afterwards <laughs> we're like oh really next month too okay
0: all right this is last i gotta wrap it up and i actually <laughs> hate when people ask me this question i'm gonna ask you it anyways it's the what's next question because I'm super content and I don't really think about the future that much. I just kind of take it as it comes. But mm-hmm. I'm like, you have so many different areas where your life is thriving. So like, do you guys have ambitions for another location? Do you want to, are you going to coach the Olympics again? Are you going to keep riding? Like what's, what's going on yeah. for your future? Um,
1: So definitely the Olympics is coming up. We've started that process already. So, wait,
0: are you doing it again? Yeah. That's amazing. Yep.
1: Yep. Unless I really, really mess up badly, I think I'm in. So I'm just. When will that like
0: training fully get going? Oh, it's starting. Okay.
1: Yeah. So. Do um, they come here? Yeah. Paris was actually at my house riding when I left. Do you know, I don't know if she knows this, but, um, I think Marcus like
0: verbally committed Paris to doing this as cool, well.
1: Cool. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so Paris, if you're ever listening to this, um, I hope you'll
1: say yes. <laughs> she will. I'll make her. Okay. I'm a coach. Oh, no, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean like I'm definitely doing that. I'll continue coaching. I'll continue riding. I got a competition coming up at the end of the month in California. So like I'm, I'm when I'm able to compete at a high level or, or as high as I can get, I'll do that because I, I, that's fun. For good me. for the soul,
0: you know, gotta keep, it is. Yeah. And it's
1: good for me to just kind of push myself and, and kind of scare yourself every once in <laughs> a while too. So, so yeah, I'll do that. As far as second location Amplify, like I, I think the majority of people that own or operating a gym right now are still trying to climb out of that COVID hole. I'm
0: sure. Yes. It's,
1: it was, it was rough on gyms. I mean, there was a lot of businesses that took it, <sighs> yeah. but gyms just seem to be really targeted like we couldn't totally I'm agree trying yeah. to get creative doing stuff outside <laughs> for like two years you know like rain yep. or shine they were heated classes in the summer they you know like dead heated classes because <laughs> it was like 100 degrees out and then on the other side there was super cool i, classes know I was going to hot yoga
0: but here yeah, I yeah <laughs> or hot cycling or
1: hot anything outside um so we're still climbing out of that hole um sure so that's been tough, but like you know, I think really we're just focusing on the one location. I know in the past Ali had like big ambitions of like trying to do multiple locations or like even possibly franchising, you know. Yeah. But it's like I think when we went through all these like hard times and we're still in it, like it's it really became apparent that like you know the one location is like the heart and soul, and to do anything less than what we're doing, I think would do it as a disjustice or like a disservice. So yeah. so we're we're all in on that location and you know just trying to gain that membership back and just get people introduced to it you know and that's 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 been the hard part is and i've told ali this too i'm like dude once people go through that door it's nothing well there's nothing like it in in wilmington like really truly it's like it's very unique and just the decor and stuff and then they take a couple classes and you just feel it so that's that's the that's the big part is just getting people to the door so if you're listening and you're curious Come say hello.
0: Go check them out. Amplify in porter's neck.
1: Yeah, it's it's a it's a cool spot. But um, but you know, like I think we're just working on trying to get back to where we were pre-COVID. Cause we were in a, a great spot, but like we were also like a year and a half in, and like any really new, new. Business, yeah. yeah totally. So it's like, you know, I'm happy we're still around, but it's like, dude, the hits we took were just like, I mean, we were close to closing doors and stuff. It's
0: oh man, I didn't know
1: that. I, I mean, yeah. I guess
0: I should. I, well, like I it mean, it does make sense, you but try I'm not a business to. owner. Yeah, I
1: mean, like you you, yeah. you 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 put on the happy face and stuff, but like Yeah. Like there was, there was a lot going on behind the scenes and it was just like, okay, but like, you know, people were coming in and and, and word of mouth and stuff like that. So it's, it's been, it's been better and we're, we're getting some growth, but it's like, like I said, the gym industry as a whole just took a hit. So it's like just trying to climb out of that COVID hole.
0: All right. Well, so Heart and Soul and Amplify. Again, you can check them out um, up here in Porter's Neck. You can follow Ryan on, I don't know, probably all the things, but Ryan <laughs> Nyquist. It's N-Y-Q-U-I-S-T. Yeah. But seriously, go Google him. He's a pretty cool guy. Hey, thank you so much. Oh, this has been really you. fun. Yeah. Hopefully I didn't
1: dominate with you know too much BMX stuff. But.
0: I would have never stopped. I like, consciously was looking at that clock being like, I told him I'd have him out of here at you know, whatever time. So <laughs> <laughs> Like, stop talking, Ash. Well, the mimosa
1: is nice. Um, hey, hey.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Um, give me some feedback. You can follow me at Bright Minds with Ashmon on Instagram. And that's the only place you can follow me because I'm old and I don't have any other social oh, media. It. Age is just a
1: number. <laughs> hey, I, I'll leave you with one thing. I've, I said you. this to uh, another instructor we have at the gym that, you know, you've heard that phrase of like, you know, like manifesting something into existence. Like, if you want sure. it to happen, like you say it and it's there. The same thing happens with those negative comments. So, and it was, it's actually came with her like saying, Oh, I'm so old. I'm too old. But if you keep saying that, it makes it true.
0: Oh my gosh. And I don't want to be old. So you know what? No. All right. So you, you heard it here first, guys, hold me
1: accountable. You don't have hold to, to, don't have to say I'm young and I'm young and I'm young. Cause then that's just like, well, okay. That's like too much. <laughs> Relax like, girl. But yeah. like, it's just, it's a number. So it's like really how you feel. You seem like you have a lot of energy. You Thank feel right. So it's like, you know, don't, don't weigh yourself. Down don't with the sell old myself comment. short. Like I'm no, learning every no. day as
0: we go. And here manifest I just started that. this podcast man- out of the man- blue. Manifest so.
1: the positivity. I love that.
0: Hey, thanks for staying tuned y'all. We'll see you guys next week.